Hello, boys and girls. Welcome to the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast with PJ and Mike. Now find yourself a seat at their table. Merry Christmas and welcome to this week's episode of the Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. I'm PJ. And I'm Mike. And uh, this week we are uh, going to be rebooting some Christmas classics, giving our own pitches for Christmas movies, talking about some other Christmas or holiday movies that aren't Christmas that we think might might uh, need to exist in the world that don't currently exist. And, uh, you know, we're going to just continue our holiday extravaganza with our third Christmas episode. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. Do we have a childhood memory for today? Yeah, um, ours is, you know, what was the worst Christmas present you ever received? Now, before we go, um, uh, just want to tell the audience, of course, we're grateful for even getting presents, you know, whether it's as a kid or as an adult, of course. We're just talking about ones that <laughs> maybe not the best. Right. So, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think the easiest one is when you're a kid, the worst thing to do is open up a box and it's like clothes. Yeah, <laughs> and you just like, I got underwear and socks. Like, I can't fight Lord Zed in the shredder with right. wearing socks. Like, what am I gonna do with this? I don't want to. I don't need that. Or like, or like slipper socks. You ever get slipper socks? Yeah, you, yeah. Like with the treads on the bottom. You just like, I'm never gonna wear slipper socks. Now as like an old person, I'm like, God, I wish someone would just get me underwear and slipper socks. Right, right, right. I think also as a kid, like I remember my parents used to get me this. You know, it was like, I call it like educational toys, you know, it would be like, not like a comic book, but like some kind of like reading book. I remember one time, one year, my aunt got me like basically like hooked on phonics. I felt so embarrassed. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Gotta get this, this, you know? Um, I think though, one as a kid, though, I remember that I wouldn't say it was a, it was a bad gift. It was actually, uh, wasn't like the present itself wasn't. Um, like the person who gave that that wasn't the issue. It was it's something I actually asked for. It was actually a, an X Men toy. So, PJ, you might know what I'm talking about. So, back in the '90s, when I saw this at Toys R Us magazine or where it was a Sears catalog, it was like it was like the X Men collection, and it came I know exactly where you're going with this. And and it had like two rows. So the row had like all the heroes and it had all the villains on the bottom. Let's say right. So when I got this, I like I was at I think my one of my, I think my grandparents got it. For me. We, we were we had Christmas at my aunt's house. <coughs> excuse me and i remember i was like bugging out i'm like yes so i go to like oh yeah you can play with it so i open it up and all of a sudden i'm like wait a minute these toys are they're not toys they're stuck on the, it's like a it's a display it's not you can't even take them off you can't play with them so dude i was like devastated i was like crying i'm like why would they design something like this because you had all the all all yep. the, the classics and i'm like they were just basically glued to this platform they weren't even posable they it's were just frozen. a piece yep it's the most oh. disappointing thing in the world that that x-men gift it was it's crushing. like why would they do that every every one of the x-men and the villains came with this thing so you think you have like a complete collection by getting this one box yep. and then it's just it sits there all you can do is look at it yep it was yeah. awful and i can't believe they even put that like in the i guess it's a i guess you know, you put that in the toy section, but like, I don't know. I think they should have really em- emphasized like that this is, is a display only. So yeah, that was crushing, man. That's Woo. like one of the first things that I remember that was like made for collectors and not for playing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that was rough. Oof. Mm-hmm. It's like the Mutant Hall of Fame or the X Men Hall of Fame. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Wow, good memory. Yeah. Yeah. 
I could yeah. still see it in my mind too because I was all excited because I had like Iceman and had all these characters. I was. I think it, it had. I think it had Wolverine, Cyclops. I think it had. I think um, it was Colossus. I forget who was on it. Yeah, all I the classics, all yeah. the OGs, man. And it yeah. was just, oof, oof, what a design. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But it of course. Great. What you say? I'm sorry. It looked great. You just couldn't. Oh play yeah. Oh, if you're a collector, that was the thing to get. But as a like a what I was like ten, nine years old, wherever I was. Oof, yeah, I wanted to just play with the damn thing. Crushing, crushing. Uh, but yeah, probably worst gift, maybe worst toy design or advertisement <laughs> for that thing. But folks, we're gonna be moving right along. So today, PJ and I are gonna our goal. We we did this in the past where we remade, we rebooted a film or we remade it in our own. Um, um, creation, our own mind. So, um, PJ and I are not writers, folks, so this is, I guess you could say fan fiction, but it's always kind of fun to do this, and, um, yeah, <coughs> excuse me, yeah, folks, <coughs> I want to, if you hear me all of a sudden cut out, um, that's because I got sick during my honeymoon, so, um, <coughs> anyway, I think, I know in the future, PJ and I will have a traveling episode <laughs> where we talk about maybe the, the, the good, the bad, the ugly of traveling, and, uh, yeah, but anyway, that's for the future, guys, and we'll talk about that later in another episode about the future. But uh, PJ, kick us off. I'm really excited about your Christmas reboot or remake. Sure. Let me take a sip of water, and then I'm going to jump right in. Mm-hmm. No problem. So the movie I chose to reboot was Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Wow. Okay, great. Yeah. So I went in a completely different direction with it. Uh, it is not at all like the classic. So... My movie starts off in uh, Eastern Europe, Eastern European countries, uh, like a Ukraine. All right. Uh, the setting is a Chernobyl-esque nuclear plant. Whoa. Yeah. So, so obviously the movie starts. Um, there's a big uh, explosion, nuclear fire. It, right. it takes out this entire section of... Um, like I said, uh, you call it the Ukraine because that, that's where Chernobyl is, but that's setting, right? Right. Is this now, place in the 80s, too? I don't know if, you, I don't know if I missed the year. You uh, it could. It, uh, yeah, like the 80s-ish is, is fine, yeah. Okay. Um, and and that's how it kind of starts. And you just see, like, the, the fire expanding, right? So now, picture, you see the thing, there's an explosion, and now you just see the area just turning to, to ash and dust. There's fire, there's nuclear shit going on everywhere, right? And then it kind of fades to black. And uh, and then we pick up a little bit later on where it's after the fire. It's like maybe a year later, two years later, right? Right. Um, and now is when we start to introduce our characters and who we're going to see. So um, the first person we meet is uh, is Nicolas. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's <laughs> in a hazmat suit. It's a big hazmat suit. The hazmat suit is red. All right. And it's red and white. Because it's supposed to be, that's your Santa. Right. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I know where you're going with this, PJ. I so feel it. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, we picture a big fat Santa all the time, right? Big belly. He's not, it's not that he's a big fat Santa. It's uh, it's the hazmat suit. He needs that many layers to protect him right. from the ongoing radiation. Um, so that that's how we get our, our look of Santa. Um, then we start to see the, the, what are the elves? The elves are the people that didn't die in the fire. But they have radiation poisoning. They're all drawn in. The radiation has deformed them, so it makes them look like they have pointy ears, but they really, it's just, you know, they're, you know, an old person, you know, they, their ears start to look very big. 
Yep, yep. That's kind of the look that we're going for here. So it's more of a creepy vibe, almost like a, a Smeagol or a Golem kind of look, right? Gotcha. And, and that's all from the radiation poisoning and the lack of, you know, food and everything else that they have there. Um, yep. So that's how we get to our elves. Those are the people that were working in the factory. Um, the 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 Nicholas our Nicholas our Santa Claus character, he's the one who goes to the to the um the factory to drop off the uh, like food and care packages and things to the right. and he goes once a year and they have, whatever he brings is what he ha- they have to live off of for the entire year and he chooses to do that on the night of December twenty fourth every year. Oh. Uh, Santa Claus delivering gifts and things like that. Um, so now, you know, the one year what happens is this is our technically our North Pole, but we're not seeing snow and ice. What we're seeing, it gives the impression of snow and ice is all of the ash. Yep. Fire. That's what, you know, the and all the debris blowing around looks like blizzards and snow and things like yeah. that. Right. So now on this particular uh, Christmas Eve, um, Santa needs to, or Nicholas needs to bring the stuff to the, to, to, to the factory, to the plant where these elves are. And he can't because the weather is shitty and it's blowing up all of the dust and the ash. So he has no way to get to these people who rely on him to bring their their supplies once a year. Um, While he's trying to get there, he befriends uh, a reindeer. Right. Now the reindeer lives in the forest that has been uh you know yeah exposed to contaminated the- yep, yep, right. yep right so the radiation mutates this particular reindeer who he names rudolph wow and now his nose glows red right and now they have to travel through you know the the radiated forest and the only way he can see through it is because this reindeer's nose glows red right with the radiation and that's how he kind of lights the way and uh, and through the the travels, you know, there are uh, other creatures that have been mutated, you know, like bears, things like that. But they kind of give off the impression of maybe an abominable snowman look or, or something like that. Um, you know, some of the, you know, he meets other characters that are not exactly the characters from the Rankin Bass. Right. Reminiscent, right? Yeah. You, maybe he, you know, he might see a guy with a big beard that kind of reminds you of a Yukon Cornelius who's yeah. Maybe to- he gets lost. Even right. Has his nose. He meets like a, like a, like a guy like him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Like a, a dog sled guy. Yeah. Know? And that's exactly it. And then you know you kind of find other people who are living in the in the in these outskirts who are kind of like cast aside by society because they do they have radiation poisoning they don't want them near them. That's your island of misfit toys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's a, and then you know eventually he gets there and he was able to bring the supplies and stuff to the. Uh, the the elf type characters that right. they kind of have that appearance of elves they're not they're not the one making toys or anything but just to try and tie it together that's kind of the look that we're going for with them and it's more of a, a horror-esque you know 80s kind of vibe with that you know think almost think stranger things even though it was maybe the worst season when they're in uh they're in russia and yeah 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 that kind of a, a vibe something sort of like that yeah, I also get the vibe of like Gremlins, the first one, which takes yeah, place yeah. during Christmas, that kind yeah. of creature feature kind of thing. And I thought yeah. you were also going to talk about like, for, in my mind, I was playing this picture. Um, I see a like, I guess like everyone's talking about like almost like an urban legend about like the abominable snowman. Right, and, right. Like, 
maybe along the way they can encounter this beast and uh, yeah. maybe maybe just looking for a friend who gives them like candy canes or something like that. <laughs> yeah. you know that's like the twist that's what i was imagining yeah uh well you know all the uh, all the radiation makes people feel nauseous and they say peppermint helps with that so that's why he gives out candy canes. oh there you go i love yeah, it yeah um so yeah, I just I wanted to go in a different direction because I mean the story of uh, of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer has been told a half a million times, right. but I, I don't I don't think I can remember a time when it was told in a a much different yes. horror sort of darker creature feature sort of a way. I don't remember that in any of the iterations I've ever seen. So I wanted to take it in that direction. Yeah, well, I, I think I know the title of the film. I think it's Rudolph the Red Nosed Red Nosed Reindeer. So my question is. Um, who would you direct it? Who would you want to direct it? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Who would I want to direct that? Um, you know, I, I kind of see it as maybe not necessarily a big name director, but someone who does those B name, those B level horror movies where it is those creature feature kind of things. Those yeah, guys yeah. don't necessarily have big followings or big names, but they understand that sort of, uh, you know, that's that's sort of a, an atmosphere and that sort of a movie. Um, I can't think of the guy's name, but he directed a lot of episodes of The Walking Dead. Oh, okay, uh, okay. I can't. Th- is it is it Greg Nicotero? I forget his name, but I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but like someone like that who who kind of has an idea of like you know zombies and horror or, or something in that respect. And you know, I think that would be the the direction I would go. I, I would want it to feel horror like and uh, someone who has the movie like this is going to have a lot of makeup and practical effects to. Yeah. To make these people look exaggerated. I mean, Peter Jackson would be someone that could pull it off. Right. But yeah. I, I, that might be a, a little uh, right. low him. Right. In my mind, I also see uh, like John Carpenter. Like he did like the thing and I picture like that snow and that kind of effects. And Yeah, I could definitely oh. see something like that. Mm-hmm. I, was, also, I wouldn't want to go back to the well with David Harbour or Santa because he's already done it. But that look, that kind of person, yes. Yep, I was gonna say, who would you have as your Nicholas? Mm-hmm. I would, I would want it to be someone like that because I think that's you know a little bit more rugged and things. But he's already been Santa, so I wouldn't you know pick a different person, but someone in that vein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Yeah, I like it. I like it, PJ. Very good. Mm-hmm. All right. So, so what about you? What will you? Uh, what do you got going there for your reboot? So, <laughs> for my reboot. I picked Frosty the Snowman. Oh, okay. So we want classics. Yeah. So mind is a live action. Okay. So we're not going to, and this isn't like, I call it like not Disney live action where it's like all CG and they just have someone in front of a green screen. This is like practical effects and everything. So I'm trying to also like keep some of the original stuff in here, but um this movie takes place i i think the original movie if i my my research was correct was 1979 when that was released you know um so anyway i don't want any cell phones in this movie (laughs) i know about you pj but sometimes i see a cell phone in the movie it kind of turns me off unless it's if it's done well like you think about the if you ever seen a movie like the departed you know but sometimes i get a little turned off now when i see too many cell phones in it i think it dates the movie because when you have technology like that that keeps evolving now, when you see the movie five, ten years later, it automatically, it just completely dates it. I like to think of like the Batman the Animated Series. That show could take place anytime because they don't show cell phones. The cars are, are they classic? Are they current? It, it, they yeah. This way it becomes more timeless. I agree. Right, right. So, 
So it stars a Karen. That's the name of the main character. She's about 10 years old, and she's like a brat, okay? Uh, like a Karen, okay? So she's like kind of mean to her younger brother. She's like bratty. She's like defiant, ungrateful. You know, um, she doesn't really have any friends. Like she does, but they're not really like tight with her. She's really much kind of like basically like a loner, right? So like one day she convinces her friends and her little brothers about five to destroy the town snowman in like in the town village okay yeah yeah, right she like decapitates them (laughs) whatever you want to do okay so anyway they all get caught you know they all get punished blah 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 karen gets the brunt of it right she was the oldest she kind of bullied these little kids into destroying this thing um and like it's in a town square and um, basically, like, the people who made these snowmen was, like, these senior citizens, right across the senior citizen center. So it's, like, he's all, you know, um, the snowman is just smashed to pieces. So and she has, like, no remorse, Karen. You know, she downplays it, you know, and um, <coughs> she definitely just doesn't care. So um, her parents take her and her little brother to see Santa in the mall, right? And the parents really want to take their daughter. They just kind of have to by default, right? So her brother goes. You know, and he, you know, he gets like a, um, he finds out he's on the nice list and he gets like an ornament of Rudolph. That's how I put, you know, mm-hmm. so, uh, you know, Karen goes and Santa goes, oh, you're on the naughty list. And this girl's like floors and she goes bugging out like, you're not even a real Santa. You only work for him. You're an imposter. And she leaves empty handed. Like, look, he's like, you're on the naughty, naughty list. That's it. You know, so, um, she, uh, Karen, they go back home, but Karen decides to go back. She sneaks out of the house. She goes back to the mall to get this Santa as he's leaving work. So she ambushes him, and she just basically says, like, look, you got to re- like resent you, – you got to, like, take back that statement that I'm on the naughty list. You can't do that. And he goes, look, I can't get you off the naughty list. Only you can do that. You know, so she demands some kind of constellation prize regardless. Like, look, you, like, I can't leave empty hand. You got to give me something here. You know, so he gives her – his top hat, his old top hat, um, and she's just like, what, um, this old farty hat, so a part of her, uh, you know, retribution for destroying <coughs> the snowman and other, like, decoration, she has to rebuild snowman by herself, so of course, the last thing she puts on it is the snowman, and he becomes alive, and she's, like, bugging out, she's scared, she tries to tell other, others, no one believes her, everyone thinks she's a liar, so she feels even more isolated, you know. But Frosty's, like, kind of like a, like a kid himself, you know, um, like, very naive. Um, anyway, inside the hat, there's a writing that says, like, um, you know, you have till Christmas Eve, you know, to find Christmas spirit, you know. And, or Frosty's, you know, so she has to find Christmas spirit in order to get the, uh, you know, Nordy, uh, nice list, and Frosty's gonna melt. <laughs> so right. they're both under the gun here. So they both gotta, you know, find that spirit. So anyway, throughout the thing, you know, it's kind of like a little, like little adventure. You know, she tries to like redeem herself. You know, learns to like express gratitude and be friends, all that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> I guess on Christmas Eve, um, you know, she's. I guess there's a way in the movie. I guess you can figure out she's still on the naughty list. She's like, what's going on here? You know. Um, so, Frosty basically, like, kind of dies. He doesn't melt. He just goes back to, like, a frozen form. But um, I guess this is the climax of the film. On Christmas Eve, the town has, like, a tree lighting, the same place where they had the town square. <clears throat> so I guess this is where she can, like, redeem herself. It's like, look, I'm sorry. You know, I, I apologize. And, you know, I, I, I could do better. And she really, you know, kind of like, you know, right. 
you know, like the warm part of the film, blah, 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 you know, so everyone like forgives her, the tree lights up, you know, she feels really good, and she's content that, you know, like, maybe she's even on the naughty list next year, she can get on it, you know, she's like, accepted it, you know what I mean, that's kind of like her lesson in life, you know, you got, you know, hey, make mistakes, you got to fix the music kind of thing, but um, anyway, at the end, when she's like in the courtyard by herself, you know, Frosty comes live, he's like, you did a great job, you know, we made it, you know, we're on the nice list and all that crap. So when she's like hanging out with Frosty, <coughs> she sees that Santa, you know, I guess a little plot twist. He's actually the real Santa, you know, and she like goes up to him and uh, she's like, are you the real Santa? He's like, yeah, of course I am. You know, I said, he goes, I just need my hat back, you know, so I could take Frosty back to the North Pole. You know, everyone's like ah, flipping out. So that's my story, PJ, the Frosty reboot. <laughs> yeah, that's a heartwarming Charming Christmas story. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I you felt like opposite direction. <laughs> yes, yes. And I think for me, I was just in my mind. I'm like, look, I can't. You know, look, I'm not a writer. For me, it's like you can't top. You know, these classics like Home Alone. Or so I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna go like not the Hallmark uh, level, <clears throat> but that like mid level. I feel right. like this movie would make money. <laughs> Maybe yeah. it'd be like a nice little classic that starts to build a little following, make some money, make some dough on it. Um, Who, yeah, my... Who would you pick as the voice of Frosty? Oh, wow. That's a good question. Hmm. Part of me feels like, I don't know if this is like, he's done, he's done a lot of c- cartoons, but like John Goodman, I feel like, yeah, I you know, I feel yeah. like I need like a, like a nice, like a, like a nice kind of like warm voice, like deep kind right. of voice, you know? That's a really good question. I haven't really even thought about. Is there a narration like in the original cartoon? Oh or? yeah, you know that's. Like, I think yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would have like maybe like uh, get some OGs, get like Patrick Stewart or uh, right. Ian McKellen, that kind of like right, right, nice voice. Yeah, I can I can see that. You know who I'm thinking might be my my Santa in my movie as as we're thinking maybe someone like a Liam Neeson. Yeah, hey, he could, yeah. he could be a. Because he could be a little rough, but he's also, you know, I think he could pull off the uh, yeah. Nicholas character in mine. Yeah, I could. I think that yeah, might be my yeah, stance. Yeah, yeah, hmm I'm not really sure from mine. I need, like, I need, like, an older man, like a stately, a man who's, like, very stately, you know? <coughs> I feel like Michael Caney's too old now, but right. I feel like but someone, someone like, like, maybe, like, a Gary Oldman, maybe him. Hmm. I picture him, like, you know, maybe they put some prosthetics, make him a little bit more, like, chunkier, you know? Right. Um, I think he'd be a good snowman. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Santa. John and then, would be a good Santa, too. Who? I'm sorry? You could actually use John Goodman as Santa. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. A good Santa. I could see that. I think also for, like, the child, I mean, it's hard to find child actors, but I would try to find, like, maybe like, a, like if I could find, like, maybe maybe Dakota Fanning has, like, a young cousin. Right, <laughs> like you know, someone like her. Um, but, yeah, I feel like for, for me, you know, um, I think I talked about this before in one of our early episodes, maybe even our first one. I think it's one of the I, – if you're into movies, you want to write movies, it's uh, it's called like How to Make a Billion Dollars in the Box Office. It's the guys who made um, Reno 911. It's such a fun book to read. It's about like – I think I explained this already in the past, but if those haven't revisited our old episodes, uh, basically the book kind of alternates chapters. So like chapter one is like right, how to write, and the second chapter – is then uh, it alternates. So the second chapter would be about them telling a story about how they wrote a film, or like behind the scenes crap. And it alternates, and it's great, and it really gives you an insight about like, like, 
Like, if you want to make a real serious art house movie, this book isn't for you. <laughs> if right. you want to make money, <laughs> you know, this book is for you. So this is, like, for me, that kind of realm. Like, I know this isn't going to win an Oscar, you know, but right. some money and, you know, keep the holiday spirit. Mm-hmm. Now, would you make a sequel or is it a standalone? <sighs> I guess. Reboot makes tons of money. It's a it's an right. instant hit. It's a holiday classic. Do you right. go back with Frosty 2? I think I would, and I would take inspiration. I think we talked about our uh, this our past episode about our favorite Christmas movies mm-hmm. is uh, the Christmas Chronicles because right. uh, the first one. This is a, like this is just a, a plot summary and no spoilers. So the first one uh, it's with uh, Kurt Russell. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays Santa Claus. So the first one, like these these siblings, uh, they want to catch Santa on camera, and they catch him, and they end up climbing into his sleigh, and it turns into an adventure. But the second one isn't about that. The second one is you have some of the same characters, but it actually takes place in the North Pole. And um, basically Santa Claus, he has like a falling out with like one of his elves. So that elves takes revenge, you know? Okay. So I think I think for me, any the golden rule of any sequel, it shouldn't be a repeat, a direct repeat of the first one. You know, it should be because most times you actually fall in love with the characters. So I think you need to put the characters in a totally different scenario. I agree. So, I think with my Frosty reboot, I would have them take place like in the North Pole. Maybe have them because now because there's magic in it, so you have there's a real Santa. Obviously, Frosty's real, so maybe you balance. You have some kind of thing in the, you know, in an <coughs> in the North Pole. Maybe you have them. I know this is done before, like they fight Jack Frost, or maybe you have them. Uh, you know, what did you say? I'm sorry. Like the heat miser, Frosty and Santa. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You have them kind of like battle. You know, you have some kind of thing, and maybe you bring Karen. I don't know. You know, you got to tie in some kind of human character. You know, right. for the audience to connect with. But yeah, you know, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Would you, PJ? Would you have a sequel? Were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I was thinking like, would I have a, a sequel to uh, to mine? And the answer is, I would like to. If I, you know, if I ever made a movie like this, um, but the, it becomes a little bit trickier. Because where, where do you go? Like, we, we've right. tied this guy into a nuclear reactor. So, but I was thinking um, one of two things. It's either a prequel to that, mm-hmm. and maybe we're in a, it, it's not necessarily, maybe it's the same universe, but not the same character. Right. Yeah. And the prequel is maybe in a in very similar setting, but Japan, when the, when the bomb drops, right? Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> or, or do we keep it closer to home? And I, I was thinking about this. If you remember on Long Island, out east, there was the Shoreham plant. They were supposed yeah. to the nuclear plant, but it never got, it never went live. They, they, the, the towns and the, the local governments and the people fought against it. They didn't want a live nuclear plant on the island. Um, but maybe we bring it close to home and we have a, a little bit of a nuclear situation right here on Long Island. And yeah. uh, we have to save, we have to save the Christmas on the island. And, and uh, you know, maybe we can use the same Santa. He just travels to all the nuclear sites. Maybe that's maybe yeah. that's it. Nick, you know, yeah. he goes. Yeah, I, I I also thought in my mind that uh, you know, for a sequel, it takes place in uh, like Ukraine, whatever it is. I think Krampus. I think that origin is Eastern European. So yeah, maybe you have like a some kind of like wacko, you know, where he's right. not really like magical. He's just a nut, you know, who takes on that persona, like that urban, you know, that ledge, whatever it is. Yeah. And he starts hurting people, and maybe that Santa, you know, your Nicholas has to <laughs> fight this guy, like you know, in the nuclear reactor of Chernobyl. <laughs> or know? yeah, or maybe the Krampus is another person that just got infected by the radiation, and now he's gone a little mad, and 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah. The town. yeah, that's even better. That's a great idea, too. This isn't I, a... I, was no, gonna say, I feel like Christmas movies, I, I enjoy them for what they are. But a lot of the times, it's a little bit too much. Like, there's too much... Uh, too much wholesomeness to him. Like, right. You can only watch so many of these a year until you're like, all right, I get it. You know what I mean? So I think going a different route, that, that's why I liked, um, the, the, um, what was the name of that movie? We talked about the other day, violent night. Yes. Yeah. That's why it was different. It still had a little bit of the Christmas charm, but it was a little more right. violent, darker. You know, I, I like that piece of it. Right. I'm curious, PJ. Um, is there any movies that you watch during Christmas time, even though they're not about Christmas? Not like Die Hard, where it takes place on Christmas Day, right. but like a movie that's like you just kind of tend to watch during like the winter, let's say. Or, or is, is there anything like that? I mean, I, I usually do watch like um, like Batman Returns, although that does take place on Christmas at the beginning. So I mean, right, uh, right. But yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's anything that I specifically watch around that time because I. I'm trying to think. That's a really good question because there are movies I watch on a cycle. Like I watch every year every Star Wars movie uh, in a row, but that doesn't really happen in December. There, do I? I, I think I tend to watch a lot of superhero movies in December. Mm. I think I do go back and rewatch uh, like the Batman '89s. I, I find like those yeah. are comforting movies to me, and I, and I watch comfort movies during the comforting seasons. Yeah, yeah. I think for my wife and I were watching. And I think kind of like Batman Returns, where it's like this. I guess maybe this in this series, it takes some. There's some moments of Christmas time. Is Harry Potter? Yeah, I don't know what it is. It just feels like a like a Christmas movie, it, even though it has nothing to do about Christmas. Something yeah. about it, maybe because it's the magic. Maybe that's what it is. Right, and I think yeah. it takes place in the winter. Some of those movies, there's a lot of snow in them. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's you know, I think that I find that during this time of the year, you want to watch something that brings like happy memories in general and that's like a comforting right. movie so that's that's kind of where i where i go I, you know and those older batman movies or even the old superman movies like they don't have anything to do with christmas but he's in the fortress of solitude which is all ice yeah you know, like in those kind of movies it's like a warm blanket because you're so familiar with them right mm -hmm. i think a good movie too for those who are um want to watch a movie that's not really about christmas it takes place during the winter is you ever see snowpiercer Yes, yes. That's a cool movie, man. That's like another like uh, I don't know how to even explain it to the folks at home. Basically, it's like takes place in the future, and the in the world, be, you know, is completely frozen. Let's say I don't know, you know, it's a, and in the new ice age. There we go, and it takes place on this train, and uh, there's a lot of metaphors in this film in terms of like classism and anyway, this the hero of the film. I think the uh, Captain America plays it, right? What's his name? Oh, Chris, uh, Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah, yeah, he's like the main character, folks, and he um. He's like, he has to guess, get to the train conductor. He's like the main villain, you know, like, you know, but it's a lot more deep. It's kind of me. It reminds me of like Mad, Mad Max in a way, mm -hmm. you know, but um, that's a good one. Um, I'm trying to think of that same director made like, um, I think I have Leo DiCaprio in the snow. Is that the Revenant? Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good choice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even like. I don't. I think we talked about this in our Tarantino episode. I guess the Hateful Eight that takes place during winter. Yeah. You know. I just, I just think it has to be a comfort movie, something that you find like with some sort of memory that you just really, you know. I, I watch a lot of the Kevin Smith movies. I think around this time of the year because those are something that I just find 
that brings me joy because I like them so much. And this is the kind of season where you just want to watch something that's a warm hug. Of course. Mm-hmm. Frozen, so, you know, with Olaf. Yeah. I think that's a, it's not a Christmas movie, but there's a snowman in it. It feels Christmassy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, PJ, um, I want to pitch you another film, another okay. holiday movie, though. Um, so, obviously, Christmas season, we know, is like the, uh, it takes over the holiday season. We yep. know Christmas. But there's other holidays, folks, right? And that was obviously Hanukkah, you know, and you have um, Kwanzaa, I think even, I think Eid, that's like a Muslim holiday, I believe. Yep. I think that takes place more of like October or September kind of thing. But it seems like, you know, um, uh, all these other holidays are getting their spotlight. But I feel like there are not enough um, other holiday movies, you know, like Hanukkah and all that kind of stuff. So, yes. PJ, I want to pitch you my Hanukkah film. Okay. okay. So, um, I don't really have a title for it. Um, I th- I think it's already I think it stars Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler, uh, two okay. Jewish actors. Okay, and I I think I think Adam Sandler only has a movie called this like Eight Crazy Nights or Eight Crazy yeah, Days. Yeah, you know. Um, but anyway, this is um for me they're basically kind of like uh neighbors Ben Stiller and uh and Adam Sandler they kind of like basically live across the street from each other and they're like the only like Jewish families live on the block and everyone else they're surrounded by Christmas but they get basically they almost have like a a rivalry maybe from like high school or something they happen to live across each other so like basically you know I didn't go as deep as my Frosty film (laughs) but for this I just picture this be a really good comedy of them just competing against each other in this eight days where they're trying to like who has the better menorah, right. <laughs> you know, who has the better, like, thing, like, display outside the, their lawn, you know, and, like, of course, they drag their families into this, and you can have, like, their their kids are fighting with one another, and, you know, they're trying to, you know, Ben Stiller's trying to recruit his his neighbor, who has, like, a really good Christmas display to, like, help him, like, <laughs> make a nice, yeah, like, yeah, 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 and it just becomes crazy competitive, and, like, you know, look, I don't know exactly all what Hanukkah celebrates, you know, in terms of like, uh, like the spirit of it, honestly. But I guess like the, <coughs> you want to type, I guess I'm more of the wholesome person, you know, uh, you know, they learn to like, maybe at one point, like maybe Adam Sandler and him are both like trying to choke each other, like <laughs> choking each other out with like menorahs. Like, <laughs> so, and their, and their wives and everyone's like, you gotta stop. This isn't what Hanukkah's about. You know, maybe they light something up on fire back that, you know, someone else's Christmas tree, <laughs> you know, and it just, like, anyway, it just goes off the wall. And, um, you know, they forget about what it's about, you know, gratitude and family and giving, you know. And, um, you know, I'm not really sure what, like I said, what the faith is about completely. But I don't know if there's like a, you know, what each day signifies. If it's, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I, you know, I, you know right. I apologize for my ignorance. But um, I think you can really make a good comedy with these very physical comedy, you know, and. And I think it'd be. I think it's a movie like because I know I have friends who are Jewish or whatever, and they love these movies. They love Home Alone. They love all this stuff. So I think you don't have to be Jewish to like this film. I think if you know comedy and you see just competitiveness, and these two actors are are, are amazing. You know, I don't think they've ever been in a film together. I don't. You know, actually, they have, but like, uh, <coughs> like small roles. You know, like ones like a cameo, more or less. But I really like to see these two guys go head to head. You know. And then I can then picture the sequel. They're now on the same side, and then uh, Seth Rogen moves to town. <laughs> and then they have to team up against Seth Rogen in the sequel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, look at that, man. We made a billion dollars right there. Yeah. 
Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking too. I'm like, there's not a lot of Hanukkah movies. There's certainly, as far as I know, no Kwanzaa movies. Or if they are, they yeah. aren't mainstream at all. Um, but when you're a kid and you learn about these holidays, like for me, I, I mean, we obviously we went to like all the religious classes and, and shit that our parents made us do. So we, you know, we know the story of like Christmas and what it's about. But uh, you learn about the the stuff though through movies a lot of the time. Like I learned about like the spirit of Christmas because. I watched the Rankin Bass movies and like, that's kind of yeah. how you, I would almost go back to that and make that style of movie. That's good for all ages. Bring back the puppets. I, I don't know what puppets you would have in a, in a Hanukkah or a Kwanzaa movie. Like I would love to see a, a Kwanzaa puppet movie that, you know, yeah. stop motion. Yeah, maybe, maybe like that claymation, like, in yeah, like, like, go back. Or like chicken run, one of those yeah. kind of things. I would go back to that and make a movie in that style that feels like it. it I wouldn't even make it a, a big movie theater release. I would make it like a holiday special on like a CBS, you know, yeah. it's to an hour, something small that just tells the story in that, in that way. When we were kids, I don't know if you remember this. I mean, the only way I learned anything about like what Hanukkah was were the Macca babies and Rugrats. Yes, dude. I was just about to say the episode of, of Rugrats. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. That's like the only way like we learned about that because you're right. Christmas takes over the holiday season. You don't hear anything about Hanukkah. You don't hear anything. But that one cartoon had an episode. I, I think that's the route you got to go. I think you have to make these things. I don't want to say mainstream because really none of the holidays should be about, you know. Right, of course. Profits and or anything like that or just like commercializing things. But at the same time. You don't learn about these things unless there's a movie. That's just the way it's going to be. Just, unless there's a movie or a TV show, most people aren't going to learn about these other holidays. Yeah, and it's funny you say it because I was going to bring up the Rugrats. The Rugrats actually um, had an episode about Passover too. You know? Yeah, they did. Yep. Yeah, and I always like when they like had the characters like like play parts. I think like Tommy yeah. was Moses and like yeah. you know I forgot who Chucky. But Chucky is great. You know, when his like he's such a nervous wreck and he's like yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, I, I think, but I think that's a great, I think that's a great premise. I could see that movie coming out like the holiday season that I, yeah. I, I don't even call it, but yeah, I could totally, mm-hmm. I could totally see that being like a real thing. Yeah. I, I just, in my mind, I guess, you know, especially then they, you know, and I, I just picture like a lot of the physical comedy and like, yeah. you know, like using dreidels as like, they can use them as like grenades as a joke. Like, you know, like, you know, yeah. like a slingshot using them as like ammo or, all that kind of stuff. And it'll be like, in, maybe they're at Temple, they're kind of giving each other like the eye, like, you know, right. <laughs> you know, they keep trying to outdo each other's like presents for their kids. Like they keep getting a car and then it's like a convertible and, you know, and their, their wives end, end up getting all the kids like, because, you know, what the wives, they can get rings or jewelry, but then it becomes off the wall and, you know, really make it, you know. Um... <clears throat> yeah. yeah, that's funny. And I can picture them too, like in my mind, like them, like at like, so I guess like the climax of the film where they like they lose their families, you know, it's a big right. falling out, you know, and uh, they're like at a bar next to each other, like what did we do, you know, and they have to like, you know, redeem it or something like that. So, but yeah, those those those, those are my thing. And then I don't have anything for Kwanzaa. I did look it up, PJ. Do you know what Kwanzaa is about? I I looked it up, but I'll be honest, I I don't really grasp the full concept of this yes hour. thank you thank you it seems um <coughs> that it's almost like well, i do know this it takes place basically after christmas from the 26th to the first january 1st 
Yeah. And it seems like it's really more about like uh, my client understand, like just celebrating the black community. And I and I, I think that's what it's about necessarily. I don't know how the candles tie into that. But yeah, I didn't find like when I was looking at it, like a religious component to it. I, my, I didn't see one unless I just didn't look deep enough. Yeah. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. So I think um, but I think you can make a movie, you know, um, um, with that. Especially now those things are very big nowadays, you know, yeah. about. Um, you know, different cultures and that kind of stuff. I think you can, you know, and much like my Ben Stiller, Adam Sandler film, I think you can tie that into something because you never see movies that take place after Christmas. So that could be kind of funny. Right. Like it's like the aftermath where everyone's kind of exhausted and you can make it funny too. And like now you have to celebrate that now and New Year's Eve, you know? Right. So, but uh, PJ, I'm going to ask you a, not a pop quiz, but I guess, a pop question, okay? okay? So we just talked about holiday movies, right? In the past, we talked about our Halloween films in one of the past yep. episodes. We talked about, obviously, Christmas now and Hanukkah. What would you do for a New Year's Eve film? What would you do? Ooh, a New Year's Eve movie. Well, I mean, it would have to be a comedy. I don't see any yep. way around it. It has to be a comedy. And it, <laughs> it has to just revolve around how miserable Christmas is. I mean, uh, how miserable it is, yeah. New Year's Eve is yeah, mm-hmm. it, it's it, it would have to be a, just a a disaster out of people going to trying to go to a party. Everyone's late to the party. The they're about to yep. miss the ball drop. It has to be something like that. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. The the other route is it's uh, I go a horror route again. Right. Oh. You can mm-hmm. go a horror route, and you know you're on New Year's Eve, so something's gonna happen when the, the ball drops. Or something. The ball drops right, and yeah. Maybe not horror. Maybe more of a thriller is, is the... I was going to uh, say, in my yeah, mind, I automatically thought of, like, Die Hard. You know, yeah. like, Bruce Willis, he's, like, in this, in this building, maybe in New York City, and he's, like, till that ball drops, you know? And, like, right. that could be really climactic, man, if you think about it now. Like, you know, like, like a bomb goes off, and, like, all the glitter and all that kind of shit coming. It could be a decent setting for, like, a, a superhero movie. Because if you think about it, you know, like the villain is trying to do whatever he's going to do in the city. Like call it Metropolis. It doesn't matter. Right. Or, or Gotham. Right. And if it's Gotham, maybe the Joker is planning something and he's going to, you know, when the when the ball drops at the end of Gotham is going to explode and Batman has to try and stop it. Like that would be a, a good setting, I think, for a, a superhero movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you could definitely work as an animated superhero movie, too. You know, they yeah. drop in a one-off episode or something. but. I think that would be an interesting route. Yeah, go. and I think and Peter, you, what I love about that whole thing, especially with the superhero thing, what you said is, um, it sounds what it, I think what superhero movies need now, or movies in general need now, is something big characters on a small scale where yeah. it's not the end of the world. It's like a joke is gonna release a laughing gas that's gonna poison you. It's not, you know, like I think we need a film like that where it's just kind of very like. Even like you bet thing about Batman '89, it was pretty straightforward. You know what yeah. I mean? It's not like this end of the world and all. It was just took place just in this one city. That was awesome. it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I, I mean, I could that is a pretty good setting. I think that's a great idea. Very good. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. So PJ, I think that might be wrapping it up. I think for our our little holiday reboot, my man. I think so. I think uh, I think you've made some good ideas for some uh, holiday movies maybe someone in hollywood wants to hire us yeah these are some good ideas right now we should uh maybe we'll put some reels maybe the right person will see it they'll take our idea yeah. you know yeah. um 
the folks, you know where to find us at the North Pole. Um, <laughs> same time, same table. Merry Christmas, everyone. Boys and girls, lunchtime is over. Please visit PJ and Mike's website, coolkidslunchtable.podbean.com for more information. Follow the boys on all social media apps. Just search Cool Kids Lunch Table Podcast. Now get to class before you get to tension.